0: Welcome to Spinning the Reel. This is our podcast by Evan and Cody. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Spinning the Reel. I am your host,
1: Evan. And I'm your other host, Cody. What's going on, guys? How are we doing? Hello, other host, Cody. Hello, other host, Evan. What's going on this week, man? You know what? Just feels like another week another week man
0: it is we are once again recording a day late yeah um, derailed the veterans
1: thursday is the new
0: wednesday thursday is the new wednesday (laughs) yes (laughs) we'll take it well we've got an interesting show i'm gonna say interesting i'm not gonna say good because we haven't recorded it yet
1: true but at least we
0: know there might be some good stuff in there There will be like good what? stuff Like what
1: though? Well we're gonna we're gonna start with a movie that was released on Netflix I think just a few weeks ago
0: One of the more popular movies on Netflix so I think far, it is uh, It's called this, His this House
1: week. It was a Sundance release if I'm not mistaken at Oh did that festivals. come out? Sundance?
0: I, I think, don't know It was I,
1: a festival I just I know. know it was a festival I was unaware Sundance is the only festival I know so.
0: It seems like a South by Southwest movie But South
1: by Southwest got cancelled so. Anyways <laughs> His House on Netflix Directed by Remy Weeks Sure. And uh, we'll get into that we'll get with a little bit of a thriller horror there. Um, and the reason for the thriller whor- horror was because then we go into our other movie pick for the week. our Cody's Continuing pick. our 50's Decade Project. Yes. That's right. My pick for the week. Week 2 of the 50's Decade Project with Rear Window. Rear Window. Directed by Alfred Hitchcock. So that'll be cool. So that kind of ties in together. In between we have a game segment that I have not told Evan about yet. So we're going to surprise in that moment. <sighs> if you want the name of the game that I've I've come up with on the spot. Sure, let's hear it. It is called Box Office Window. That sounds awful. It sounds great. It's going to be great. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just talking about moving forward here too, just continuing off the Decades Project. Uh, We do have Connor on next week. Uh, He was on for a Gabe segment. Watch your Alice in Wonderland. The original. Well, I guess it's the second. It's the Disney one.
0: We're watching the Johnny Depp one, and it's been decided. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny Depp is the Mad Hatter, right? Yeah.
1: In that, yeah. yeah. Anyways, like Tim not Hirden. that one. 1951, Alice in Wonderland. Yes. And we also have the week four movie decided on. But upon we're going
0: we're gonna to hold that until
1: the end. Until the end. We're going to leave it as a
0: surprise for you guys. Um, that's, that's it. That's all I've got. That's, that's all I have. I don't have anything else to say. Oh, wait, I do. I do. I, uh, Here, I Walkers, thought we'd have a short intro. Wolf Walkers comes out in theaters tomorrow, as we're recording this on, what is today, uh, November 12th yeah um so Wolf Walkers comes out in theaters tomorrow uh, it comes out next month on Apple TV plus so I have a a brief little review up on the website Spinningthereal.com
1: if you want to read a, a review of Wolf Walkers and why you should watch it I actually I'm glad you brought that up because I told Evan because he, he told me I had to give him a date to get it out and if he didn't meet that date I told him I would no longer do the podcast so obviously he met so the date because apologies I'm here.
0: for finishing the review everybody <laughs> with that let's get into the show. All right, Cody, you mentioned it just off the top there. The first movie we are talking about is a Netflix horror movie that uh, that has found an audience here in the last couple weeks around Halloween, His House, directed by Remy Weeks.
1: Mm -hmm. What
0: is this movie about?
1: Man, this movie is weird. It's good, but it's about basically a couple that has made their way from a- South Sudan. South Sudan. And they're refugees in England now, and they're given a property to live on—a house. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of learn the ramifications of how they kind of got there while they're living in this house. And ultimately, it's haunted by what she calls a night witch—the wife. This is—I um, don't want to butcher their names. The wife's name is Yunmi Masaku. That's the actress. Yeah, plays Rial. Rial. And then the gentleman's name, the husband for his house, is played by uh, Sope Derisu and uh his name is bull. bull yep so and that's really the premise of the movie i mean it's it's a haunted house it's a modern day modern like it's a good modern house haunted house story so better
0: modern. or worse than monster house
1: it is better
0: than monster i would house. have to agree <laughs> <laughs> all right that that's it that's what you got that is what i got and then we can get into it uh, you know that was brief Compared to, to your normal. I know, I go on a tangent. Yeah, I, I think you're right, though. It, it is a, a haunted house, and the haunted house is sort of a representation for their new home country. Sure. Right, so, like, they're not welcome in the house, they're not welcome in the country, is sort of, like, the the metaphor that's going on here. Mm-hmm. So what did you what did you think about it? I know, I off the top, neither of us are really, I think we've said it on the show before, neither of us are big horror fans
1: no i'm not I'm, I'm definitely not a horror fan and I, I, when i looked at the genres for this it was mostly you know it does say horror and thriller and stuff and mm-hmm. looking at the it's preview really I, I did thre- watch thriller <laughs> yeah and i was like man because you you alluded to it because you saw it first you're like this is really not a thriller cody i'm like so it is haunt like it is a horror yeah. and you're like yes And i'm like damn it You know, I don't, I don't like that kind of scary at the beginning. Yeah. I don't like those pop scare kind of things. And when I was watching it, um, you know, my hairs did like rise in certain scenes. I'm like, Oh God, what's coming out? What's coming next kind of thing. Um, but, but it finds an element that I think for movies that I've watched in terms of the horror genre that I can speak to, it it does feel very Jordan Peele kind of. How so? I don't know. Jordan
0: Peele just, are you just saying that because it's a, it's a horror movie with black people in it, Cody? No, I'm
1: not just saying that. It just has that twist on, I think what like, there's more like there's actually a thematic theme and i think jordan yeah. peele's really good at that mm-hmm. and that's why just out of the movies that i watch and have seen that i enjoy is i like that thematic theme to a horror ah, movie because it's so. a horror movie about racism oh my god yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go no it's cool it was very interesting um i'm not into horror like i said first third of the movie i guess you could say had a couple scares here and there but then it and then it finds a good groove on um uh, mm-hmm where it kind of takes itself and the elements that are involved and right I, I enjoyed it i definitely enjoyed it
0: yeah i i did too i getting through the first half of that i was like Ugh, i don't like all of these like turn the lights off and there's like a spooky thing in the corner and like there's all these ghosts and ghouls and and whatnot like that's not what i want to watch <laughs> Sure, I prefer not to be afraid <laughs> when I'm watching movies, and uh, and this one is good. I think the the point that you brought up is is the good one that this is definitely not just trying to be scary. Like it's trying to use that fear as a stand-in for a more, I guess, mundane type of terror. And in this case, it is the the refugee immigration process. And so I, I think it's worth getting into because what the movie basically is 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 these um this couple has come across um the ocean and lost their uh, lost their daughter along the way and oh, there's a twist obviously at the end that we get we get to that I think recontextualizes everything in an interesting manner and we can get into that with spoilers in a little bit but essentially like this is a family that is has been through so much already they come to England and and one of the, the things that stuck with me is like Every few minutes, basically, Bol is is repeating this line, this is our home, like, this is our home, almost as if he has to, like, convince himself of it. And you don't get any necessary, like, honestly, you don't get a whole lot of, like, explicit racism or just, like, people being horrible to them. But it's just enough of, like, that casual, like, you don't belong here Type like, of like yeah, it's attitude a, It's
1: a cold shoulder from the very beginning right When
0: Right that gets heightened when they're alone in the house mm-hmm. and, and they feel like they maybe don't belong either And The whole movie is basically about that right Like coming to the conclusion like That we do belong here this is our home And we can't keep tormenting Ourselves about how we got here or whether or not we belong here so like for me it comes around to that it takes a while to get there Mm -hmm. because at the beginning it tries to be maybe you disagree or, or maybe you don't I don't know but uh the beginning I think is like so broad it's about not just their process as refugees not just their experience in England also about like the loss of their daughter it's trying to be about everything like a lot of these horror movies are about like, loss and coping with, like, losing someone in grief. And this movie is until it isn't. Like, there's definitely that element of loss and grief, but I think towards the end it, we realize that it actually all is feeding back into this idea that their being there is, like, not right, that, they're, that they've are that they stolen their opportunity to be there. And, like, I don't know if I can say much more without, like, no, spoiling. No, that's fine. But you, I, you get I like that you yeah. brought, yeah.
1: I, for him, Bull, that is, like, you – I didn't really think about that when you said he keeps saying, this is our house, this is our house, Mm -hmm. to make him think that. Because I think right off the bat, there is that whole first third of elements in terms of all that we just mentioned. There's a lot of things going on, and like, so what is this really about? Right. And we get those scares, too, to like, okay, they're definitely haunted by something or someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it is a lot kind of thrown at you, and it contextualizes into that middle and third tier of the movie that ends up more than what it is in terms of just that loss. Right. Um, But I like that him, too, he seems to take a different approach than she does right like he's definitely he changes all his clothes right away he tries to right he blends in he ends up in a bar or whatever and he's singing the football like you know right. rooting on the, the local team kind of thing and trying to fit in with the you know people of england and stuff and really trying to like i guess you're right convince himself that this is his home and he belongs mm-hmm. here where she's more stuck in her roots as her heritage i know you know you you, you come from these refugee countries and all that kind of stuff I mean that's a big deal, right? The heritage of where they come from is a big part of who they are moving forward, mm-hmm. and you know she doesn't want to lose that, and yet you know he's kind of forcing her hand. Like uh, they end up burning right everything, the necklace, right. and all that kind of stuff, um, which was an interesting take too. And I am just like, okay, where's this going? Um, and then I guess for that matter, we can't get into spoilers here because there's no. Yeah, way we might them. as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're spoiling the movie. We have an audience again today. Yeah, audience of one. Um, but it, it hits that stride where you realize it is all of, you know, all these spirits that are haunting them, this night witch or whatever, mm-hmm. is presenting these spirits to, you know, Bull and her um, for all these refugees that were basically lost across. You well, know, it's not the even ocean. just that. It's it not is, even just it, the it refugees is, that are it, lost.
0: It's the fact that, like, I, and unless I misunderstood this, he stole that child.
1: To yes. get on to get on the bus, like that yeah. was not his daughter. Yeah. That was not her. Daughter. I don't want to get there just yet. Yeah, but yeah. So that's we're... the spoiler I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, their hands are forced in a circumstance where there is a bus that's only allowing you know women mm-hmm. and children. They only have each other. And now, they don't only, actually have a child. Yeah. And in the spur of the moment, to get on the bus, you know, oh, this is my child. Literally stealing the girl out of the crowd. Yeah. Which we think is literally the daughter for the entire yeah. length of the movie. Just about. And uh, the spirit haunts her to an extent of, like, who are you talking about? Like, th- this this isn't even your daughter kind of thing. Right. You stole her. You told her you would look out for her, and, you know, you'd, you'd be that motherly figure. Mm-hmm. And here she gets lost uh, out at sea and ends up dying on their way to uh, England. Right, so. which
0: brings it back to that story that Rial is telling about the... It's the, the Night Witch, the Apeth, I think is what it's called. Right, and um, the story about this guy who... Built his home on stolen goods and so so like for me that was the thing that really turned the movie around for me is when it got there because selfishly i didn't really want the movie to be about the like the grief of them losing their daughter because just we've seen that movie so many times you know like not that it's a bad thing there's a reason that all the movies do this well that's like what hereditary is about that's what um what's it called the other one that he did Uh, Midsommar is about that too Um, to an extent I guess you could even say us is kind of about like loss of innocence I don't know anyway but like that's a big theme in horror is like you are dealing with your loss and it manifests itself through guilt and terror and all this stuff right so for me I was like all right, we're doing this again but also it's the refugee story like let's just make it the refugee story until we get to that revelation of like what they had to do to get there and like the guilt that they carry with them not just for losing her along the way but taking her in the first place and so for me like that's what made this movie even more interesting is it is it comes at that horror from a totally different place than we've ever seen or than we see yeah. Traditionally,
1: I, I like that too because it plays off of right. You are facing your demons, and literally, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they keep you know. He keeps saying from the very beginning of the movie, "Hey, we're the good ones. We're the good ones." Right, and, and it makes also you, it makes convince you, himself. Yeah, yeah. Get, but it makes you question it too. It's like, are you the good ones? You literally stole a girl to get on a bus. Mm-hmm. There were other women and children around. You actually see the mother of this girl chasing after the bus right at one point I yeah think that's getting, pretty harrowing i think getting gunned down if i'm not mistaken i don't they don't
0: explicitly yeah, show that but it, it's implied so
1: and and then obviously losing her on the ship like they just you know he whatever he grabs her whatever the wife that thing, right but doesn't go after the child like hey we got to get back to the like hang on to this boat just to survive right. and I, I guess that's the scary part right where it's like you think you're doing what you need to to survive which really they are yeah but how much of yourself and you know Again, heritage, and your own people do you lose a lot right. of way to get to this. This better place, this better opportunity yeah. for yourself, and you know they allude that this house is this you know same thing. The social worker Mark, I believe his name is, yeah, in the movie. Matt Smith's character, yeah, and you know oh well your house is bigger than like everyone's, and and it gets to that scene like, too where he's in the almost office. trying to make them f-
0: him feel guilty, yeah, too, you know, that, that we're like yeah,
1: yeah, and just guilty and stuff like you have like one of the biggest houses, you should be so lucky and all this kind of stuff, but right. it's like well they can't move and all this right, obviously his house, but right i think they're given like an allowance and all this they can't work or like they're, right they're strictly like stuck in their house they can't yeah and, exactly and can't really acclimate to their new you know surroundings and stuff so and yeah same thing it's kind of funny you get to that point where he is like hey i need to move there's rats or whatever yeah and the same thing all of them in there oh he has like the he has a bigger house than me and they're all like talking about right
0: him. and he's clearly shaken up about something mm-hmm. I, I i think that's The interesting part because you you bring it back to that again where you know he does go to the store and he sees the guy up on the on the the board like the the advertisement and he's like that's what an english person is and he wants to dress like that and this the whole time the security guard's following him around too like he's feeling unwelcome generally but that's like another element of it too you you mentioned like he's trying he's trying to adapt and like in our world and in this like whole process adapting means losing who you are and that's really unfortunate because he like he goes in to talk to matt smith's character about moving because there's something wrong with the house and he can't be honest with him because he won't be acclimating he'll, properly yeah he'll be deemed crazy basically. right and so like no matter what he does he's stuck because if he doesn't become more english they're gonna kick him out but if he does nothing like if if he does become more english and tries to like stick through it he's being tormented through this process so it's just a really like vicious deal but at the same time like he's got no choice you know yeah and that's part of the horror of the whole movie too
1: yeah and those are good elements i don't know if they all exactly hit the same with her with going to the doctors and stuff we get the whole story of the daughter and stuff but her getting Mm -hmm. there she like approaches a group of like young African American teens and yeah. they're like go back to your like even them they're like go back to your own well they're not African
0: American because they're English
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to say they no there's they're black <laughs> teens <laughs> black you can teens. say that it's okay <laughs> no it's fine and uh, yeah but I mean those are elements too outside of the house that mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily work completely um, that's why this
0: I thought that scene was great because she's like. Lost and the way that filmmaking Goes through that is it's She's like in a maze you don't know where she is She's turning things are Confusing and it's because Again like she's in a totally Different place she has no idea Where anything is she feels lost And that sort of represents how She feels being away from home In general
1: okay all right. I liked it a lot I don't know Well I'll agree to disagree as always on this Podcast but, uh, yeah, I mean, I do like going back to, like, the haunted thing, like the lights thing and all that where when the lights are turning on and off and, yeah. you know, those spirits are there and unwanting spirits, and I guess this can kind of lead us into our clothes. Um, like, what did you think of that ending? I thought the ending was pretty – well, I want to ask you because I wasn't where he, sure. Like, where, she, where she comes back and saves them? Well, okay, she does. So there is that Apath, you know, Night Witch yes. spirit that actually does show a physical sure. uh, presence and, mm-hmm. you know he's basically told to like you know bleed and i'll take care of everything from here i'll make sure your wife gets her daughter back blah 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 right but, you know she comes to the realization they both do i guess like you said like hey we're meant to be here kind of thing like mm-hmm. even the troubles and the sacrifices in yeah. a sense that they've had to make she says it at the
0: end this is our home
1: yeah and yeah. I, I love how those spirits turn right when you get these ghouly spirits ghouly and- the spirits. <laughs> But I, I, I really like the end. I think it's really powerful. It's I think it's the actual Netflix thing where you actually see all their faces and everything for the real people that they are. Mm-hmm. And I love how it switches from that, and you see all of them actually still living in that house. Yeah. But as fully like embodied like spirits in terms of like, hey, you know, this is our legacy too, kind of thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. that that that's how I kind of felt. That's why I'm like bringing it up because I'm like, what what did you take away from that ending? Uh, or like, are you talking about just like when
0: everyone's in the house, yeah, like, standing by them?
1: Yes. I, I mean, I thought it was good. I thought
0: it kind of summed up the the whole, I thought the whole third act of this movie was really good, mm-hmm. right. When she's trying to run away and then they're reliving that um, their escape from South Sudan. Um, like I said the whole the whole end of the movie was good. and the, the very end I thought worked really well too. Like these like spirits that are haunting you, this like guilt that you are saddled with and and the memory of like all of these people that you lost along the way, is never going to leave they're always there you just need to learn to live with it and i guess that's kind of like a shitty conclusion to come to but at the (laughs) same time it's true like when you lose somebody you don't
1: they're not in a win-win situation there's right and and
0: like that's sort of the the whole deal right like they're in a better place than they were and they're going to adapt and they're going to be okay but it's not going to be easy and they're never going to forget where they came from. And so like that I think was the statement at the end of that movie. Yeah. Which is great. I think it's yeah. good.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty well done movie in terms of Yeah, I think what it's it was his first for. movie too. I is don't, I don't it?
0: think he's made another movie before.
1: So well, kudos to Great Debut to his direction directoral debut, yes. I'm like tongue twisted today. I don't know what to tell you. Let's let's round it up. Let Letterbox Roundup. I'm good at this. Are you? Well, Go ahead. What I'm okay. With what are you giving it? I am giving this a three and a half out of five stars.
0: Wow. Yes, I also am giving it a three and a half out of five stars. You tell me you agree. Like I said, I just I think that conceptually it's just like such a smart idea, and I'm surprised we haven't seen it before,
1: this idea of- Are like, you telling me we agree? We're going to agree a lot this episode, I think. Dang it. This sucks. <laughs>
0: All right, Cody. You have a game for me. I'm I told. do. Yes. Do you
1: remember the name of the game? Something about box offices and windows. The window box office. Is it the window box office? No, it's box office windowed. I was closer. I'm, I'm bringing in rear and window. You made up the game. <laughs> I am. I'm bringing in rear window, so I'm putting in that window yes. title, and well, I'm bringing in his the house? and I'm bringing in the box office. I'm not okay. bringing in his house, sure. but I'm bringing in Alfred Hitchcock. So on average, yes. Alfred Hitchcock's movies today would gross about 150 million in the box office. Okay. So now you're going to have a window of opportunity. Oh, to guess dear. where this lands in certain film titles. So like we'll start with the movie we're going to start with, which is Rear Window 1954. Yes. So on average, right, 150 million. So in the window from how much over or under you think this movie grossed is going to be what you decide. So you have like I'm going to give you four options. Okay. You're going to get it. I promise. It's really easy. All right. Let's All hear right. it. So it's Alfred Hitchcock's movie, Rear Window, 1954, yes. Between windowed between 200 and 250 million, 250, 300 million, 400 and 450 million, or 450 and 500 million. I'm confused. But anyway... This, How so, are you confused? I, I'm I gave you to a window. remember all of these windows? You're supposed to remember something. You're supposed okay. to. All right. So, to think this question. So, you said
0: that today they would is this like a modern? Yes. equivalency.
1: A modern equivalency to today. If it makes you feel better, it was nominated Rear Window for four. That means nothing to Academy me. Academy awards. Was what was in- window B? <laughs> what? What was window B? It was uh, 250 to 300. That one. You think it was 250 to 300. Yes. All right. You were wrong. It was from the 450 to 500 million dollar window. Wow. It grossed 459 <laughs> million. I've got kind of a surprise. All right. Well, to give you context moving forward, I will say that that was the highest grossing one in the box office from what I can see scrolling That's through everything. That's kind
0: of surprising to me. I would have really? thought something like Psycho was.
1: Yeah. Well, that is, your, that is your plateau of where to go from here moving forward for the rest of our movies. So, when you so offer go, me a window above that, when I offer you a window, <laughs> if I do because I mess up, then yes, that is where you go from there. So, okay. the next movie I will pick, I'll pick Psycho, 1960 release. Yes. Is this window of opportunity for this movie grossing between 300 and 350, 350 and 4? 4 to 450 or 450 to 5. See, I'm going to make it easy for you a little bit. So the last one was 450 to 5? Yeah, so that one's already out. Look at that. I've now given you down to 3. All right, see you then. 4 to 450? Yes. You are wrong, my friend. Huh? What the fuck <laughs> is this game? It's <laughs> 350 to 400. Three hundred eighty. How am I yeah. supposed to know I don't what know. <laughs> people in the fucking 60s went to see in the movies? <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know what to tell you. Clearly. You're at a loss. That's like his most famous movie. Maybe it is now, but maybe back then it wasn't, you know? You know, I wasn't life back different. then. No, you weren't. Okay. Just want to clear that up. Okay, good. So I will also clear it up that I was not born during this time. All right, do you want another one? North I, by Northwest was another I, one of his. You didn't even let pills. me answer the question. 19. What was the question? <laughs> do I want another one or not? <laughs> You're getting another one. <laughs> We're going to do this until you get at least one. Oh, God. North by Northwest. Yes. All right. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Meet the, uh, see, again, not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me useless information. No, I wanted to give it to you just so you had uh, a starting Carry one. on. All right. 2 to 250, 250 to 3, 3 to 350, or 350 to 4? B. 250 to 3 whatever B it was. was and you're right yes we can be done with this game but that was only three so i have to at least get you one more in here maybe two that was a good man you got it, it wow it was. i'm, I'm it so impressed with myself. Million. <laughs> i wonder how many people did go to the movies back then for real though like it, it does looking I'm sure at like as many people as go now <laughs> I, I i doubt that though because if that was what was gross today, you're right. I feel like way more people would have gone, especially like in his later films, like in the '60s and stuff. That's what I would have thought like, too. That they would be higher That's grossing. Why I'm so confused. <laughs> 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 but yep, Rurindo apparently is the highest grossing in today's modern time. So I guess a lot of people wanted to see it. Maybe you modern know what it times. is? It's what James. Is modern times. It's James Stewart. Gross. I bet. Is it? Well, I feel like he was pretty big back then. Like Maybe he was Jay? the appeal. Maybe he was like the you know tom hanks or whatever of today i'm we going to we hanks. love
0: jimmy stewart don't we yeah
1: he's great what what other movie did you want did you want to you wanted to pick what movie did you just say i, I didn't say one you did i say said one.
0: modern times which is a charlie chaplin movie that doesn't help me at all yeah, because exactly. this is a alfred right. hitchcock
1: there is a helicopter flying i know oh, it they probably our apologies
0: fun. to to the listeners evan got a who beer don't earlier hear they
1: probably heard that too They probably heard that. <laughs> This is We're going be- with a very formless episode today. Yes, we are. All right, to catch a thief between, same same window, two to 250, 250 to three, three to 350, 350 to four. A, here's the deal. Here's okay. the problem I have, okay? <laughs> right.
0: you, you told me that his films have averaged 150 i know yet you've consistently chosen movies above 150 yes which is very confusing to me where are all the bad movies that you want a bad movie
1: all right i'll go to a bad movie was i wrong no you were right you were right again you were two for four that's good all right you ready yes this is the last one though all right the wrong man 1956 42 million Wait, are you like seeing my phone? Like, how did you know? No, it's not. It's kind of close, though. Is, is it? it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fifty-five million. What? What is the wrong man equivalent to in today's modern film? Ooh, films? A
0: fifty-five million. How much did Green Book make? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just asking
1: you. In modern film. I, I don't know. What movie? You think Artemis I mean, Fowl would have grossed fifty-five million? Oh God, I don't think so. You yeah, don't I know think? it would have. It would have. Because kids would have gone to see it. So, so basically artemis foul i want to find is the wrong vamp for me for a second here all right i'm vamping what else no that's not how you vamp. like just just talk about something i wanted to vamp what if i just vamp what if i just say i'm vamping to talk about nothing everything to that
0: here's what i want to do i want to go to last year and i want to look at what's the top
1: grossing movie this year you think top grossing movie bad boys that's right it's a guarantee sweep that's correct. It's gonna win every Academy Award. Did you did you just see that already though? No, I didn't. What's
0: it. what's number two among 2020 releases? In Sonic guesses? the Hedgehog. I think you were looking at box office. <laughs> no, was I Jennifer wasn't. Is this? that number
1: two? Yeah. Are you, all right, you see I what, swear like, to God. All right, no. this has
0: turned into a different game. Right. So, <laughs> do you know what number three is uh, of 2020 releases? Can
1: I have like? I'm trying to even think what's now come out in the beginning of 2020. Wow, I'm two for two. This is crazy. It made
0: eighty-four million in the in the box office. It came out February seventh.
1: February seventh.
0: Fuck. Warner Brothers is the distributor. This has turned into a different game.
1: I know. I can't even think of a movie that came out by Warner Brothers in February.
0: Come on. It's it's. I, if I give you another hint, it's too easy. Right. It's uh,
1: superheroes. Oh, uh, is New Mutants? No, it can't be New Mutants. It's That's not, not New Mutants. No, it's not DC. Come on. Now. I
0: don't know. Eh, it's birds of prey.
1: That's what I said. That was a good run, though. You, you got a couple of
0: them. All right, let's see what made $55 million last year. All right, closest thing we got here. Let's see. 55769470 It's a It's a franchise movie.
1: Hmm, franchise movie. You want to guess? When did it come out? Think Cars. Think Cars. Think Cars. No, Fast and the Furious didn't come out. And Fast and the Furious would have made much more money than this. <laughs> yeah, Fast, what a bust for Fast and the Furious. Oh, I was gonna was say Green Book,
0: and Green Book is uh, is at fifty two million. So I was franchise on the money with there. cars in it. This no. is this is just domestic. Um, no guesses. No, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. So Holy Jesus. that Alfred Hitchcock movie is the equivalent of Bumblebee today.
1: That came out this year.
0: Last year. Oh, last year. Yeah. No, I went last year because like we had a whole year of yeah.
1: theaters so the hedgehog was really number two grossing this yes. year i swear to god I the guess number two overall was actually 1917 but that came out in 2019 so okay, okay. fair enough anyway yeah kid movie so this, artemis fowl probably went on, on for two artemis long. fowl would have landed somewhere there the game is over i hey, have won guys evan is a winner winner chicken dinner
0: Right, Cody now that we've just gone through a very painful game segment <laughs> it's time to talk about the movie that inspired it your pick for the 1950s decades project yes tell us a little bit about Rear Window directed by Alfred Hitchcock 1954
1: yeah so behind picking this movie like I said uh, last episode for our 50s uh, shout out to our 50s episode by the way we, this is our 50 we first it. episode it's not as impressive it's not but we're actually
0: here. technically it's one more impressive. It
1: is. We're always going to do. Of we're always going to one up. We're going to always one more. So, uh, anyways, behind picking this, um, I really like. I, I can't say I know Alfred Hitchcock, but I really like James Stewart, uh, who's the main lead actor in this movie. Uh, he's in as Evan also mentioned. It's a Wonderful Life. He is. I watch that every year with my parents uh, for Christmas time, and uh, that was really the main Mr. reason. Smith goes to
0: Washington. <laughs> a
1: classic. The yeah, but the main reason I picked this was because mostly of that familiarity with him as an actor, and the fact that Alfred Hitchcock did have a lot of movies to choose from, and it was it was just up there. A lot so. of them with Jimmy Stewart too.
0: Yeah, is it Jimmy? Yeah, I think most people kind of know him as Jimmy. That's true. All right, Jimmy. Jimmy, he, you know Jimmy, he's got that Jimmy. Southern drawl. Even though He's from
1: Pennsylvania, and it's just it's more casual. Yeah. So that that's the premise behind me picking this movie, which is available as a peacock premium or wherever you get movies again i don't care where you get this you should just watch it that is what i say yeah it's worth it's worth it if you have to pay for it <laughs> it is <laughs> spoilers uh, so just to get into the movie and there, there's really not much to this movie i guess to say in terms of a, a plot standpoint There's so much to this movie there is so much to this movie but from a plot point it's really uh so james stewart jimmy stewart uh plays a character a professional photographer who's now bedridden because he broke his leg from trying to capture an OB action Jeffries. shot Jeffries yeah, LB. Jeffries. He's trying to capture this action action shot and ends up in a wheelchair, ends up in his apartment. And this movie really takes place solely from the room of his apartment mm-hmm. looking out um, in the city of New York. and there's all these other residents in their own respective apartments. and uh, he's he's just a curious soul, right? he's He's always looking kind of through his binoculars or through the lens of a camera and kind of stuff and just observing everything that's going on around him, you know through his rear window and uh one night he just he's kind of falling asleep and wakes up and falls asleep and he he grows suspicious of a man that's across uh, from him that he may have murdered his wife and we, we don't know this until up until the very end and it just builds that suspense a- until that point and and then that really is the premise is just him being a looky-loo of a neighbor mm-hmm. so he's, uh, a creep. A tr- <laughs> he's a creep so uh that, that's really it man and uh just to flow right into it what's uh, your movie what did you think about this it? movie is so good <laughs> like why though why that's what we're here for to yeah. tell the people why yeah so so this is again throwing off on that whole thriller theme um this is definitely more of a thriller than the first one definitely uh, yeah i host. wouldn't even
0: say this movie is all that scary at all like it's not i think people get the alfred hitchcock connection with like he made the birds and he yeah. made psycho
1: and it's like and Vertigo these and stuff. scary yeah. movies but this this movie's not really scary it's not scary it's suspenseful which i like again not that i'm against scary movies but i, I like that suspense i like that where this movie went uh, in terms of it is kind of like a whodunit You know mm. I'm questioning the whole time Like did he murder his wife is she just gone And then you grow suspicious of like Other neighbors like the I don't want to spoil the movie but like
0: it's It came out in 1954 I think you're, okay you're right I always say it. that And it's
1: 40s and 50s movies go watch it It's not like his house that just came out a couple weeks ago <laughs> But that but like the other couple Like the newlywed couple like I was suspicious of them For mm-hmm. a while too for like a really long time and Were I was, you like, I, I just thought they were fucking I thought that's, that's what <laughs> oh, was going yeah. Yeah, but then, like, the window was closed for so long, and uh, the screen of the window, and I was just like, nah, like, there's got to be something more to this couple right Mm -hmm. here, but anyways, like, you you know, you're just, you're left on edge, like, of what everyone else is doing in their life, like, I'm one of those people who gets, you know, I could sit down at, like, a Starbucks or whatever, not that I really drink coffee, I don't drink coffee, but sit down in a public- Thank you for that level of detail. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but I could sit down in a public place. And I'm down to people watch. Like I'm one of those people, just like you know. So LBG. you're announcing to our whole podcast audience of like 12 people that you're creepy. No, what what is wrong with people watching? You you cannot tell me you've never people watched before. I don't. I I stare at my feet and uh, I look just at no one at else. <laughs> this is my bubble and I live in it. No, I. But I related to that. Like that's what I related to. Like I really do feel like people, even when they're in your own backyard per se. Like you know, you literally can see into all these neighbors' houses um sometimes you don't take the moment to notice in your own like little community about the things going on um, about when dogs are murdered exactly and people are murdered. exactly so that Happens that's more than that's an think. interesting twist and then uh, i think can't think of her name right now what's the what's her name louisa? in the movie louisa louisa lisa 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 <laughs> Uh, I love their banter in this. It's it's very actually witty and fun on the Who dialogue. Would not love Grace Kelly. Yeah,
0: I, she became a princess. Did you know this? She married the Prince of Monaco.
1: Really? Yeah. After before this film think, had to be after. I think after. That's crazy. I didn't know that. She's wonderful. But yeah, Grace Kelly is as Lisa is just great in this film too, with um, her own role of being this you know perfect you know woman kind of thing. But but just the banter back and forth between uh, her and. Uh, James in this movie is just... It's superb, dude. And then even the... Uh, it's very
0: relatable. I, too, would not feel worthy of... <laughs> no, Grace I know. Kelly. She
1: comes... Like, that. that's what's cool, too. Like, I'm rambling here with my own thoughts now as we keep just talking about this. But, like, even from the very beginning, when they describe her, like, you want to know, like, right away, like, mm-hmm. okay, dude, like, how perfect is she? Like, what does she even look like? Like, that's even yes. a thriller... In its own, like, way, I think at least that's how I kind of felt like, okay, I need to see this girl, and then bam, like, within like a scene or whatever, a few minutes, that next scene, you know, he's she's there waking she him up with a kiss, and I'm like, yep, she's too good for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct, sir. Yeah. Go so, back to taking pictures of cars hitting I, you. I know there's a lot of things to digest here in this movie. It's it's a near perfect movie. Um, I or, would argue that it is, yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, I mean, with that, let, I mean, let, let's get your thoughts. I know you have a different yeah light on things.
0: This, the thing about this movie is there's just so much to it, like, and you wouldn't think that. Like you said, it, first off, I want to ask you: Did you catch the Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock uh, cameo?
1: Yeah, he's yeah. like Stan Lee. He's in all his movies, I think. Right? You, you saw him? Though, yeah, like I did. in the clock and the yeah. yeah and the, My dad's and the, like, "That's Alfred Hitchcock." I'm like, "You're right. It is." <laughs> I, yeah, I saw that. I was like,
0: "Oh." that is alfred hitchcock like i i don't know i haven't i think this is the first alfred hitchcock movie i've seen maybe maybe and i was even i was like oh yeah that's that's alfred hitchcock for sure so like that was kind of cool i i just think that this movie is so what it's there's so much to it it's hard to like distill it down and it was one of those things where i was like jotting down notes as i was watching it Mm because i was just like this is you're the note taker guy fascinating i i do sometimes if a movie is like rich enough yeah for it and so like there's so so much to it right like so Jeff I I think the movie let's let's start here is that like this is first and foremost a great character story uh study for for Jeff right the the main character for Jimmy Stewart's character I mean obviously like it's a good mystery thriller kind of thing but but for me where I really connected with it is like Jeff is just so interesting especially in in these like Covid times when we can't really leave our houses we're all getting restless and that's who he is as a person like he hates being at home yeah he wants to go out and chase the action like he he doesn't feel complete in his own life so he spends his life looking through the lens of a camera at more interesting your life things, is incomplete more interesting people
1: your life is incomplete without going to chase action maybe okay. you never know cool And and so, like when he's confined
0: to his home, it's the same thing, right? Like he can't live with just himself. Like he can't live with his thoughts and his his being, right? Like he has to escape out through that window and get a glimpse of like a life that he'll never have. So when he sees, you know, the the newly married couple, and like he can never imagine that being him, but like he's living vicariously through all of these different people, and like that's why he does what he does. Those scenes were
1: so funny too. It's he's like. Have Adam boy and then and then that relationship develops into something as the movie goes. It just it's really funny,
0: right? And then I I forget what the um they call the the woman. It's like Mrs Heartbreak or Mrs Lovesick or something. Yeah, they, they have like little names for uh for all of the the different people that he's looking at through the through the window, right? And. It works on that level which is cool like it's you don't even need to be invested in the mystery to get why this is like compelling miss lonely hearts
1: that's what they uh that's what they call oh yeah at the bottom where she's having dinner by herself yeah exactly and it's
0: like so sad but like you you can picture that you can like see someone doing that and then on top of that just like the way it works as like a mystery thriller kind of thing is just so i'm sure you found this to be the same way but I really love the way that they sort of with that, that Alfred Hitchcock sort of withheld information from you. So you're up with Jimmy Stewart watching out the window as the salesman goes and leaves his house three times in the middle of the night when it's raining out. But then you see him leave with his wife, presumably, right? So you're already like, okay, he's making this up in his mind. Like he's just got a restless mind, he's coming up with something. And there's another piece to that. We'll get back to that in a minute. I have, there's so many things I'm thinking about <laughs> with this movie. But like, even you're like, okay, yeah, nothing wrong was happening here. Like he left with his wife, and it's fine. But then you still doubt it, right? Like you still are getting these pieces. That's that's suspicious. That's weird. Like I don't know why someone would do that. What's with that box? And like, even as like the investigators come in and and say like, no, nothing's wrong here. Like everything's fine. Still, there's, like, this nagging in the back of your mind that, like, is there something else going on here? And and ultimately, I guess spoilers for, for the old movie, but, like, something is wrong, and you were justified in believing him the whole time, but you never really feel secure in that the whole way through. And that, to me, is just well, masterful that's, filmmaking. Yeah,
1: that's where the detective, I think, comes in, right? Because he, he calls the detective and, mm-hmm. and and lays the same things out, right? Same things that make you come to this conclusion or our thoughts of like, here's explanations for it. mm, Do I believe that though? Like, are you just seeing things kind of thing? And the detective's thinking the same things that you have just said. Right. And ultimately kind of, kind of blows him off. Right. And then even Lisa, like they get in this argument and stuff and all this about, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing Mm -hmm. there. And then she comes all out and stuff. And then, you know, we learned, I think it was, yeah, the dog was murdered and all that kind of stuff. And that's what really ultimately led her to go. Okay. Tell me more like she now believes there's something wrong yeah
0: oh lisa was on board well before Before, that it was before that right it was when the box showed up i think and he came back with rope i think that's when she's like okay something is off here yeah because the dog gets killed at the end was it the end basically the end yeah Yeah. and then they they go and try and figure out what the dog was she
1: was dressed in that whole nightgown thing you're right you you my bad mark time in this movie by what
0: grace kelly was wearing (laughs) 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 i did now Yeah, so there's another element to this too that I think is really strikingly relevant beyond just like the confinement to the home. And that's this idea of like burgeoning conspiracy, you know, like how you can convince yourself of something based on very circumstantial evidence and just sort of like what you're seeing. And and for me, there's again, just to point at how brilliant this is. So he's he's got the cast on, right? He's got that little stick to scratch his toe or to scratch his leg underneath the cast right like he has the tools there to scratch a physical itch while he's confined to his home but he doesn't have that for his mind like his mind is still running and he needs something to occupy it yeah so you could see why like this is again getting back to how you start to doubt yourself like can we trust Jeff as our narrator because he's bored like he's an action junkie like he needs something to be happening and the only way he can scratch that itch in his mind is to to come up with this far fetched theory about a murder that he's witnessed, right? Yeah. And then he's so certain about it himself that he's able to convince Lisa. Once Lisa's on board, it's um his Thelma nurse. Is, her name Stella. is Stella. Stella, yeah. Stella gets convinced, and, and she's like, a great character too. God, every character too. in this movie. They... And like to me, that's one of the more interesting things too. Is how quickly and easily they can all convince themselves and be so sure of it despite mounting evidence against that this guy did something and and again ultimately like it's a movie there has to be some resolution to it at the end so like they're they're proven right but like even if they weren't that's so fascinating isn't it that like these people could convince themselves of something without any really solid evidence and even with a lot of evidence to the contrary to me like that's Fascinating. I don't know if you if you thought about that at all, or like the the symbolism of, of his little um, back scratcher. <laughs> I
1: didn't think about it like that. I really didn't at the time. I, like I said, I know you think about movies at a whole different level than I do. But uh, yeah, it's interesting now that you bring up the back scratcher and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is rest it's restlessness. I think that maybe be a reason. It's super relatable right now to mm-hmm. our circumstance. Um, you know, when you have time for your mind to wander, at least for me, like right, you're sitting at home you know one week two weeks three yeah. weeks into a month and so uh, like it does get restless like you're used to doing things you're get used to going at a said pace and and a guy like that in that kind of field you know i'm not a photographer but you know or an adrenaline junkie for that matter <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it, it it he i love that I, I do love that um and the con not conspiracies but what what you make up in your mind like i do the mm-hmm. same thing like sometimes like when you're even when you've been busy all day and you s- take a moment to like lay down, like your mind just runs, dude. It just runs. Yeah. You and can't turn it off. You can't turn it off. So it, it's just funny to see that. Um, and ultimately, like I said, when, when just speaking of the dog dying, I guess we'll go there now. Um, it, that's the other element of this, right? As much as people at my, I will say myself, like people watch even in your own backyard. You own, watch
0: people murder dogs.
1: No, I don't watch people murder dogs. I would have missed it too. I'm sure just like every but that's the thing right they're all like right there like yeah and to not see or hear or like know they're that they're all wrapped been, up in their own yeah they're all wrapped world. up in their yeah. own world that you, you don't even see that and that that's just an interesting maybe it's, maybe it's nothing and stuff but to me it's like that's real life too like that mm-hmm. that's so like you know we, we, you live in an apartment complex here and it's like do you know anything about anyone that like lives here probably not really right you don't you just you stick to yourself yeah, kind of thing do your own um, thing. So that's that's just another interesting element. What did you think, just to tend away from like all that? All that. <laughs> in terms of him, like the relationship, though, like that he's like the dialogue, basically, like with him and and Grace and and Thelma, obviously. Like I liked a lot of that. Like I thought it was really uh, witty. Yeah, I mean, it the, was like super witty, right? The dialogue was cool. Yeah I, yeah, I thought it was it was all it's, like
0: in service of yeah the the themes again. Like that's the stuff that sticks out to me. Like of I don't course. think I could tell you. One like single line that really like stood out to me more than any other. Oh, my but.
1: favorite! My favorite was when they're fighting and stuff, um, and at the very end, she's like, she's like, "So are you coming back? I don't know when I'll be back. I'll see you tomorrow or whatever." <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like I won't be back for a long time. <laughs> yeah. At least tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like I'm like, damn, that's pretty
0: funny. Well, actually. I think that gets back to it. And so sorry to totally like just <laughs> shove aside your question, but and get back to like the things that, that that stuck out with with theme for me, but. So I took a bunch of notes while I was watching this movie and it's all my totally pretentious, like trying to write about a movie voice. But like, for me, I think it's, it's so interesting. I was talking about how like Jeff doesn't like that domesticity, right? Like he doesn't want, he looks out the window and he sees these people almost like dolls in a dollhouse. And he's afraid that if he can't get out and escape that, that he will become that, like that he will just be somebody to be looked in on and, and, nothing happening in his life but that dynamic between lisa and jeff is so interesting because lisa is so in love with him and she wants nothing more to be in his world to like live in jeff's world and jeff wants nothing more than to live outside of his own world yeah. like he doesn't that's want the fight. to be there that's yeah. the argument and then so again as like a character study of these people it's so interesting because you can start to see why Lisa would be so quick to jump into this theory that he's come up, like he's concocted, because she wants nothing more than to like be in that space, you know. And and like it makes sense. All of these characters, even though like a lot of crazy stuff's happening, they're all acting rationally. And for me, like that's what made this movie so spectacular, is that it feels very genuine, even. With like this sort of, I don't know if you want to call it like far fetched plot that that goes on in this movie, but everything about it feels so like grounded in humanity that like yeah well, it it's brilliant it's one of my I'll, favorite movies I'll I've speak ever to seen that. yeah I'll yeah. speak to
1: that right now in terms of like when you say grounded in realism and I want to just bring up too because you talked about how it's shot like from a, like he's seeing it like a dollhouse like let's just yeah. give praise to that alone I think too like the way it shot set is, design the set design great. is beautiful yeah. dude. And and it is true, right? The way it pans around the entire uh, back alley neighborhood and stuff of all these apartment windows, um, just to introduce you guys to some characters in the movie. You, you know, you have your ballerina dancer, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have the couple that apparently likes to sleep on the balcony outside for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I I never know why. <laughs> you have like the musician, uh, the lonely heart girl, right? Yeah, um, Miss, Miss Lonely Hearts. And then you know the couple that goes at it for what seems like a week the straight. Entire movie. <laughs> And, and, and it, it's just interesting, right? And then there's the old lady, I think, at the bottom, too, outside of the... The couple with the murder and stuff. The, the, the lady. Thorwalds or the... Yeah, she the, like tans once in a while. She's molding like clay or whatever. She does the sure. ceramic shit. I don't Why know. Why not? <laughs> Anyways, but like, right, it's it, they're all like relatable. It's like, I could see someone doing yeah, that. Like I could a, see... Some, that's a person. You know? Yeah. yeah. They're all dealing with their own things throughout the movie. You, you do see that there's interactions. Like the ballerina is obviously very, very fit and pretty girl and kind of stuff, but she deals with the wolves of Wall Street, if you could say, when, you know. Sure. That was a really funny ending, too, to her relationship at mm. the very end of the movie. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just for that reason, too. And you're always questioning, like, what's the significance of this character? What's the significance of right. that character? And how ordinary they all seem. Like, this is yeah a day-in-day day life, especially in New York City, about how, you know, this girl would live or how this couple would live or how, you know, this musician would live over here. Like, so, it's just... yeah it's just good part of it's just like showing people with fulfilled lives that Jeff doesn't have and ultimately between the dialogue between the set between obviously the thriller suspense of where this movie ends up like there's nothing like everything hits like there's no point in this movie where it's like this was too dragged on or too Mm -hmm. long like so there's like when you say oh let's critique it that's where it just becomes very hard for me to like critique this movie because like it is what it is it's like Perfectly done, mm. and you you really do enjoy. At least I enjoy, and you'll attest to this too. Every second of it.
0: Yes. Well, I think that's a good place to <laughs> to round it up. What do you think,
1: As Long? You have no more thoughts on your notebook. I right have there. so
0: many thoughts, but we're just gonna. But maybe you'll
1: have a review for
0: it. I'm not gonna write a review for a movie that came out like <sighs> almost seventy
1: years ago. That's true. Whatever. Yeah, it's a good place to round it up. So letterbox roundup. Your pick. My pick. Your rating. My rating. Five stars. Perfect film.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. We, A perfect film. I cannot believe
1: we've agreed on two films today. This, That's this is killing stunning. me. Stunning. Yeah. Have
0: we figured out what we're talking about next week? God, we never do. Go to the movie theaters. <laughs> go go see Wolfwalkers. What, now you're telling them to go to the movie theatre? No, theaters? I mean, I wouldn't do it, <laughs> but... <laughs>
1: You just said. (laughs) You tell me you don't want to see Wolfwalkers? No, I'm going to actually sit outside the movie theater, wait for people to get out of watching Wolfwalkers, and people watch. (laughs) Yeah, and then there there you go. That's what I'm going to do.
0: All right. Well, before we move on, what we should do is announce the winner of the poll. I. You don't want to
1: do it in the closing. I
0: want to do it right now.
1: Okay, let's do it. What were the two picks for the poll? The choices were uh, were mine, Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Which. By the way, audience said they hated.
0: He hasn't seen the movie, it's
1: fine. Um and then your pick. My pick was uh it. You don't it. even remember Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did I lose this poll?
0: <laughs> I got the I got the Twitter group to try and to try and bring it back, but our studio audience and, my yeah, and Instagram my attempts. <laughs> so we will be talking about in week 4 rebel without a cause yes. which is actually good for me because I haven't seen it so that there you that's go. a good so, thing you're all
1: mad like this wasn't a competition we had a winner no matter what
0: if there weren't so many good movies coming out at the end of November I would recommend we do both again but this I think is, we're gonna have plenty to talk about this the is the this 1950s
1: month. decade project for the month of November in 2020 Correct. we're sticking with it yes All right, Cody. What a show. Another, what a day. Another one in the books. Remember, Thursday is the new Wednesday here I don't, for the 50s Decade Project. Is this, podcast. Is this
0: just going to be consistent? We're just going to keep doing Thursdays?
1: No, I want to get back to Wednesdays, but the past two weeks, okay. we've each had our own deal. Okay. So we're here now. Yes. We're going to make the most of Thursday. Until next week, when we're going to do it on Wednesday. Where should the
0: people go and find us? I'm just, I'm done with this. I want you Instagram, to tell them where to find us.
1: Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> At Spinning the Reel R E E L. That's correct. We have our letterbox. And we have our website. And we have our website. Spinning the Reel R E E L. I just said that for anything else. You think spinning the reel is different? Okay. (laughs) There's the difference. There's the difference. (laughs) I have a Wolf Walkers review
0: up that we will link in the show notes. So watch Alice
1: in Wonderland on Disney
0: Plus. Watch Wolf Walkers if you have the means. It's fantastic. Just keep watching movies. We'll be back to talk about those movies in week 3 if we feel
1: like it in week 3 of the 50s decade project okay bye